Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here, the Another Chance Daily Devotion. Thank you for joining me. And as I always like to say, he is. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you're the God of another chance. Yes, you give us a second chance and a third and a fourth and a fifth. God knows we need it. But thank you, Lord, for another chance. And as we begin right now, I really feel compelled of the Lord to put on the armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. As many of you recall, this is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. It is so wonderful. It says, finally, this is verse 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. The devil is on the loose like I've never seen before in my lifetime. And I've spoken to a lot of old timers who say, Mm, full court press, never seen anything like this. And many of you know what I'm referring to. I'm referring to, for example, the war on Christianity from those who have alternate feelings about God created them men and uh, male and female. This is a crazy world, this world of open sexuality homosexuality, lesbianism, bisexuality, transgenderism, right on down the line. And friends, I know we need to love all people. And in fact, as I think about it, even as I speak, I'm engaged with a, uh, a, a very productive counseling session with a dear friend who is a Christian who has wrestled with some of these issues. And I have counseled with so many over the years who have wrestled with these same issues. But it's a full-court press right now, and the media is behind this. It's a propaganda war. And let me tell you, it's aimed at Christians and Bible-believing Jews. At the end of the day, that's who the devil's going after. He created them male and female. If you're interested in more on this, I'll be doing a Hidden Headlines podcast on this very topic later today. And that will be posted uh, in just several hours. But we put on the full armor of God because verse 12 says, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world. Remember that, this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So this is something I try to do, my wife and I try to do this every day, put on the full armor of God. It's a wonderful practice. And I've talked about this before in past another chance podcasts so that when the day of evil comes, certainly these days are evil. You would agree. You may stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm with, here's the first item, the belt of truth buckled around your waist. He is the way truth and life with the breastplate of righteousness in place. We talked about this in yesterday's podcast. What is righteousness? Right relationship with God. Belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Friends, we need to be ready like a soldier at all times, at all times. And you can ask any soldier, what you're wearing on your feet is Vitally important. And when this was written, people knew that the Roman soldiers had exceptional footwear. 
It helped them in battle, gave them an upper hand. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, verse 16, shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the fiery flames of the devil, uh, flaming arrows of the evil one. And then take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Let's put on the full armor this morning. Lord, we just, or today or whenever you may be listening to this, Lord, we, we put it on. Thank you for these wonderful tools. Thank you for these wonderful weapons. Thank you for these wonderful items you've given to us freely. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, here is the word that I am struck with this morning, or today, or whatever you may be listening to this. <laughs> this is beautiful. It's from the book of 1 John, chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie. And we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. I just was struck by the Holy Spirit as I'm reading this. I, I need to make a part two of this tomorrow. We need to talk about the Son cleansing us from all sin. But right now I want to talk about God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. What does it mean to walk in this light? Because that's what John has just talked about. Walk in the light. We need to walk in the light as he is in the light. Walk in the light as, what did the words say here? We need to walk in the light because God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. If we walk in the light as he is the light, he is the light. He's the light of the world. We have fellowship with one another. So what does it mean to walk in the light? The Old Testament has an occurrence of this pre precise phrase. And again, as I always like to say, as a Jewish believer in Yeshua, Jesus, what is Hidden in the old is revealed in the New Testament. Isaiah 2, 5. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The Psalms contain similar phrases, as does Isaiah. Chapter 9, chapter 50, chapter 59. In the New Testament, walking in the light is directly related to following Messiah, to following Jesus, who said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. That's in John 8, 12. To walk, in biblical terms, is to live life. 
We live out life by walking. That's the way the Bible refers to it. Our walk is our lifestyle. What is your lifestyle? I'm walking in the ways of the Lord. The word also indicates that walk is progress, just as if you're walking down the street, walking on a path. There's progress being made. And the Lord wants to see that in our lives. There needs to be progress. If I were the same Christian today that I was when I first came to know the Lord, I wouldn't know the word at all. If I were the same Christian today as I was when I first came to the Lord, I would be beset by a variety of sins. But the Lord in that growth process began to just shave all those things away. And it was beautiful. The first thing that occurred, as I've shared with you before, when I came to know the Lord, I suddenly, a couple weeks later, I realized I wasn't cussing. If I were the same Christian today as I was then, I'd be a cussing Christian. And it's also related to growth, right? It, 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 it's showing steps toward maturity. Also, light in the Bible is a metaphor for life. It's a metaphor for happiness, righteousness, understanding. And the Bible is clear that this light comes from the Lord. He's the father of heavenly lights, we read in the first chapter of James. God is the opposite of evil. Walking in the light means growing in his holiness as we mature and progress. So the Apostle John repeatedly uses light as a metaphor in relationship to the Messiah. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I once heard in a sermon somewhere along the line, Imagine yourself in a dark room, pitch black, not a bit of light. Maybe some of you have found yourselves in that situation before. Just no light whatsoever. But there in an opposite corner of the room, someone turns on just a teeny tiny little light. Just just a little blip of light. Well, suddenly you can see that. The room is no longer dark. And as you come closer to that light, could be just a little pen light. As you come closer to that light, you see greater and greater illumination. As you walk towards the light, progress towards the light, that light which you're walking toward becomes brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. We walk in the light as he is the light. And we have fellowship with one another in the process. And in that process of progress, Jesus cleanses us of all sin. And, think of that light, Jesus is the provider of light to the entire world. This world is becoming very dark as more people turn to a variety of sins. 
I was talking with my oldest son last night. Uh, the new drug of choice, we were talking about body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. And we have, of course, a physical body. We have a soul, which is our, our mind, our will, emotions. And then we have a spirit, a spirit. And once we come to know Jesus... He fills us with his Holy Spirit and activates our human spirit. That's the way I look at it. Uh, Your human spirit can be activated by a number of other things besides the Holy Spirit, namely Satan. My son was telling me that the drug of choice right now is no longer weed, you know, marijuana. It's psychedelics. And I remember way back in the day, I did a psychedelic once. Before I came to know Jesus, I did it once. And man alive, I was in a different world. And looking back on it, it was frightening. I was talking to a dear brother who's been a Christian for many decades, and he was telling me about one of his trips back in the day with a hallucinogenic. hallucinogenic. And he said it was so awful, he just sat in a corner crying quivering because he couldn't wait for this thing to end. And it caused some serious ramifications health-wise. This is, this, is, this is all over the place now. I didn't realize it. Everyone in Hollywood apparently is, is doing this. There's a very popular podcast host. In fact, he's probably the most popular podcast host who's openly talking about his using psychedelics. It's, this is what the devil's doing now. He's bringing about a completely altered state of reality in which folks' spirit is cast into another world of darkness. But what does the Lord say? It's our Christian duty. It's our duty as followers of him to walk, to live in the light Ephesians 5.8 says this very, very well. Ephesians 5.8. Now you, you and me, the Holy Spirit is in us. We are the light of the world. Well, the scripture actually says, you are the light of the Lord. Walk as children of the light. When we're in the light, we're not in darkness. Sin is left in the shadows. And we allow our light to, to, as Jesus said in Matthew 5, 16, shine before men. Let's walk in the light, friends. Let's be people of the light. And let us pray. Lord, help us to, to walk, to progress, to mature in your light. Help us absorb your word which will help us in the progress of progression and immaturity. Help us to fellowship more with one another because iron does sharpen iron. And Lord, for that brother or sister who has wandered from the faith, just like the shepherd who goes after the one, leaves the 99 to go after the one, Lord, may we share with them lovingly, patiently, but purposefully, the light. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for showing us the way because you are the way, truth, and light. 
You are the way, truth, and life. And no one comes to the Father except through you, Jesus, our Messiah. This is the Another Chance Daily Devotion. I'm Brian Sussman. Thank you for joining me. God bless you, my friends. And please, God have mercy on the United States of America.